You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to the food code. This is keeping me sane. Yes. This is a wild time. I know we talked about that. And like Monday, we talked about um, some of the things that you can be doing right now to Mm -hmm. move forward and grow and progress. But man, oh man, I got to say, I am really tired of all the negativity that's going around. I know. People complaining about having to stay home or they want to kill their kids or their husband. (laughs) I mean, I get it. It's frustrating. And it's a whole new way of navigating life and routines. And I actually am really enjoying life right now. Yeah. I mean, I do miss being able to go places freely and see people. Um, But I'm getting more sleep. I'm spending more time with my family yep i'm honestly just doing less because i think like i talked about on monday i was i I was doing so much Mm -hmm. and i think it was running me way thinner than i realized um and this time has helped me kind of step back and be like wow yeah i can do much less Mm -hmm. maybe i should be doing much less and still be a very effective person in society um and so i've been trying to look at the positives like getting outside more thank god this didn't happen during the dead of winter Mm -hmm. um because i've seen i've been seeing way more people out walking tons of people walking, which is amazing i bet a lot of people come out of this healthier yeah i hope so man i think there's two sides right i think there's people who are treating this as a vacation and a lot of overeating or emotional Mm -hmm. eating, stress eating, a lot of people buying lots of booze and stuff like that. (laughs) So I think that there can be two sides to this, right? Where some people will be, you know, more productive when seeing a lot of people cleaning out their closets or the refrigerator, uh, maybe starting to cook and meal prep a little more because they have some more time now that they're home or doing some, you know, other movement and activities that they thought they didn't quote unquote have time for before. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens when we return to regular life. But um, yeah, it's just I don't even want to go on social media much right now because people are so freaking negative. I know. I know. But that's Well, you have the two extremes. You have the people that are influencers trying to inspire. Yeah. And then you have the people that are super negative. Yeah. But I will say I am just really, really impressed with our medical teams and all the things that they are doing. And just want to say thank you so much to everybody who is on the front lines fighting this thing. Retail workers. Yeah. You know, I think about people at grocery stores. Yeah. All the time. They didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And they are still doing their job. They are still there every day. They are probably the most exposed other outside of like hospitals. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for allowing us to come and get the foods we need to nourish our bodies. And the toilet paper. So also, <laughs> listen, I my mother-in-law was over today. She said she still didn't see any toilet paper at Costco. Yeah, I was at Meyer yesterday. It was pretty crazy. Uh, all the shelves are still empty of toilet paper. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. I hope we look back on this in like 20 years and people literally like joke about it because <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. But um, yeah, you know, I went to Meyer yesterday and there was a lot of people wearing masks. It's definitely yep. a 
different feeling when you do go out. Um, but I have, I'm agreeing with you. I am enjoying being home, uh, spending more time walking and just hanging out with the boys because sometimes we just try to do too much. I mean, we're still really busy Mm because obviously we're an online based company. So, um, there's plenty of work to be done, but at the same time, it does make you kind of take a step back and slow down and really realize what is important and who are important and who is important in your life. Um, you know, like we talked about on Monday is just making that connection over zoom with friends, Mm -hmm. college friends you haven't talked to in a while. So I think that's pretty cool. But I also have been eating a lot more magic spoon, (laughs) which we wanted to talk about today. Um, I love magic spoon. It's delicious. It's my little rebel when I eat it. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you that are new to the podcast, magic spoon is an awesome company. Um, we work with them. You can use code LSN if you want to buy from them, get a little free shipping on your hands. Um, but they provide cereal that is quality ingredients. Um, it is higher protein, moderate carbs and fats um so much better macronutrient profile um more satiating and if you want to give your kids something that you feel good about magic spoon is it yes it's online only um i heard i think they're crushing it right now they are and they actually came out with the little mini boxes Mm -hmm. uh, and then they sent me a couple recipes the other day that i really want to try um kind of making like protein bars out of Mm. the cereal so i'm excited to try that sometime in the near future but and they're just they're just a good company Mm -hmm. so they i i heard the other day they provided because i think a big problem right now with not being in school is that unfortunately a lot of families don't have the income level Mm -hmm. to provide two meals a day for their children Mm -hmm. and so those schools were providing that food for those kids and magic spoon donated twenty thousand boxes to new york um children district yeah school district so i mean that's a lot but i mean what a good company you Mm -hmm. know and they're providing stuff for people that are in need um i know that last night there was the concert from the living rooms that i think elton john did Mm -hmm. um the backstreet boys were on there i was totally singing like uh the entire time they were doing it nick was sitting there with carson and i was like you are my fire (laughs) (laughs) like getting me i was like bringing me back to the 90s um and they were doing it for uh food bank of america and providing food for children so um it's a tough time for a lot of people i was talking to my sister this morning she had to go to her school to get some of her stuff that they're going to be implementing now and she was driving up and they had all of the people i Mm -hmm. guess um outside of the school you can kind of come do like the drive-through pickup for breakfast and lunch for the kids which is really cool because you know it is really really sad so many people with low incomes and maybe have now lost that income Mm -hmm. you know what are you supposed to do until we get back to some sort of i'm not even gonna say normal because i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a new normal new normal i agree with that so Anyway, so today we wanted to talk about good versus bad food. We know that so many of you are sitting at home and we hear it all the time. Liz, Becca, I just, I don't know what to eat. I'm so bored of eating or this food is bad and I ate one bad thing. And so I'm just going to give up and start again on Monday. And a lot of this comes back to the misinformation uh, mm-hmm. in the diet culture, yep. number one. Um, I'm also going to say that it comes back to being raised uh, yeah. certain ways right? Being told certain foods are bad or we can't have this. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like in my house, it was like we were either eating completely healthy from the <laughs> you know, whole food grocery store or we were at Chap and Save buying all the mac and cheese. You know? yeah. So. yeah. I think we, you know, we 
we didn't grow up super, super well off. Um, so it was a lot of like, my mom would make casseroles a lot with like hamburger helper, potato chips crumbled on top. I remember the potato chip casserole. It was like yeah. canned mushroom soup and noodles and potato chips crumbled on top. I loved that. I have I mean, that like, too. Yeah, so oh my gosh. But yeah. So I think growing up, you know, like food nutrient density and calorie density, which we're going to talk about a little bit, like it was, it just wasn't a forefront, you know, in our right. family. It wasn't something that we talked about a ton, like why eat healthy versus why eat not healthy um we were just kind of left to our own devices to consume as much as we felt we wanted and what types of food we wanted and well and I think when you have multiple kids in the house too mm-hmm. especially as the kids get older like I remember when my mom would prepare for my brothers coming over for the weekend and yeah it was a lot of pop tart cereal yeah. toaster strudels man oh, I was telling love art, toaster strudels I love toaster strudels <laughs> I was telling art that the other day like throwback can I get some toaster strudels <laughs> Cream cheese was my favorite one. You remember what I, you know what I used to do? This, I was actually thinking about this the other day because Carson was, I was giving him some graham crackers. I used to put butter on graham crackers and eat them. Weird. I know. It's delicious, guys. Give it a shot. Butter, it's amazing. Butter on graham crackers. It's got to be soft butter, obviously, but butter yeah. on graham crackers. Oh, man. I remember those big tubs of the soft butter that oh. we would have in the, <laughs> or gosh, the spray when it was like the no fat era. Oh, my god! And now everybody thinks you should just eat all the fat. So it's funny how times change, right? Yes. But, you know, I love this phrase we talked about offline earlier. There's this morality behind food, right? Food is either being demonized as bad or it is good. And that's the only thing that you should choose. Um, but there's a quote that says, food being good or bad is not determined by facts, rather by someone's set of rules and beliefs. And that's totally true because what we just talked about, if you are born and raised a certain way, you now believe that certain things are bad and yeah. you label yourself and yep. your self-worth and your self-identity as bad or good based upon what you eat. Yes, absolutely. And we see it all the time. Oh my clients. gosh. You I, know, it's one of the biggest things we hear, you know, and we talk about all the time, like most of what we deal with, with nutritional coaching and with helping our clients is mindset based. It is around the beliefs you have, you have created, you, you know, think and tell yourself are your truths. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very little around the actual food because Absolutely. it's around what we believe food is and how it impacts us. And we start to take on that guilt. We start to take on that, you know, feeling shameful around eating something because we identify that food is bad. And then we identify ourselves as bad, mm-hmm. um, which is where the real problem stems from. And so, so uh, today we're hopefully going to kind of bring light and a new way of looking at food. Um, but it, it's if you must label foods, think of it as more of um, we can say like an everyday food or a sometimes food mm-hmm. or a calorie dense food versus a nutrient dense food, yeah. which is really what I like to look at things as because this is more fact based. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to kind of take the emotions out of it. Um, there are calorie dense foods. So what we mean by that are foods that just really aren't providing our body a ton of nutritional value. Um, they might be providing you happiness, enjoyment, and, <laughs> enjoyment, um, and you know, satisfaction in that light, which is important as well. But uh, you know, they have minimal nutrient availability, like pizza, pasta, cookies, sweets, alcohol, stuff like that are things that are just not providing your body a ton of vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have nutrient dense foods on the other side of the spectrum that are vegetables, fruits, eggs, red meat, avocados, nuts, seeds, foods that can be calorie dense, Mm -hmm. but are also extremely nutrient dense and are providing your body a ton of benefit in terms of how your body can function in a day. Yeah. And really just to simplify this, I like to think of nutrient dense foods as one ingredient foods, Mm -hmm. right? Because it 
chicken is chicken. Sweet yep. potato is <laughs> sweet potato. There's not a lot of added preservatives or anything, you know, added to those foods to make process them. And therefore your body can actually absorb the nutrients. Yep and get the micronutrients, which is all of the vitamins and minerals. You know, a lot of people talk about if it fits my macros, <laughs> you know, I ate 1200 calories. And so it didn't matter that I ate 1200 calories in pizza and wings. Yeah. Um, well, guess what? Your body is just trying to now process a bunch of slug that you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. really focusing on one ingredient, whole foods. And this is even how I grocery shop. Yeah. You know, I look at the Shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, mm-hmm. number one, and that 80% at least of my groceries are one ingredient foods. Yeah. So avocados, chicken, rice, quinoa, mm-hmm. things like that versus a lot of frozen processed things. Yeah. I will buy frozen veggies and fruits, of course, and I do have some processed things yeah. like I like the cauliflower pizza, you know, from Costco and stuff like that. But that's usually no more than 20% of the grocery cart. Yeah. And I think that's a good kind of rule of thumb is if you're looking at back at your day, how many of how much of your food is coming from whole unprocessed sources? How much of it is coming from boxes and bags and things that are have a list of ingredients to them? And the reason being is because obviously nutrient density is important to our bodies and to what they need in a day. Um, but also it's going to make you fuller. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of problems that people have with weight loss or controlling their weight is that they're hungry and they're eating calorie dense foods that are packing on the calories, but they're not getting a lot of nourishment from. And these foods are also not super satiating guys. These foods are created chemically to make you want to eat more of them. And so when you're eating more of them, you're bumping up those calories. But with nutrient dense foods, they tend to just be lower in calories. So your satiation levels better. You're getting more fiber, which is going to help your digestion and bowel movements going better. Um, you're, you know, kind of limiting. I, I, all the time when we have people just stop eating processed foods, they naturally lose weight because Mm -hmm. you're controlling calories naturally. Yeah. And the other thing is you crave less salt and sugar are huge cravings. And 99% of the time it is, because you are deficient in something. You're not eating food that actually has nourishment for your body. And therefore your body is sending signals that it needs those things. So for example, sweet cravings is a magnesium deficiency. Many people I have start taking magnesium or calm at nighttime immediately notice, wow, I feel much less sugar cravings throughout the day Mm -hmm. because their body is getting that nourishment that it's looking for. So remember food is intended to be nourishment to your body. And if you're eating one ingredient, whole foods here, it's a hard to eat 3000 calories in you know you try you try binge eating some chicken and broccoli guys it's not gonna happen okay easily you can take down the sleeves of oreos but if you're sitting down and trying to eat a thousand calories of chicken breast and broccoli and vegetables is nearly impossible yeah so it's just funny because so many people are like oh i only had 1200 calories but then you look at their day it's like processed packaged Mm -hmm. foods and i'm like okay your body is not getting any nourishment right no, now. Literally, no. you're just giving it calories and no vitamins and minerals. Absolutely. So so we wanted to kind of cover when foods maybe should be considered like sometimes foods or honestly, maybe never foods or never worth it foods mm. in my book. So personally, I have some foods that, yes, I do enjoy how they taste, but because of the ramifications that they create the next half hour, hour, multiple days even sometimes, 
I just don't consider them worth it to me. I don't consider them worth it for how they make me feel. Um, so I think that a food should be considered a sometimes or maybe not worth it food if it's making you physically ill. So like for personally me, I can handle small amounts of sugar, but if I eat a you know fudgy brownie that's a sizable brownie, I'm literally doubled over in pain. Like my stomach hurt. I get extreme cramping. I end up feeling really bloated the next day. Like my rings fit tight. I, I physically notice the impact. In- inflammatory response. Totally, right? totally. And so if you're literally getting physically ill from a food, it might be time to revisit. Like, is that food really worth how it's making you feel for the next day multiple days yeah. well and there's other things here too that you know, have bloating gas like yep. you guys should not have lethal farts like it just should not be something like that is a sign of a food intolerance mm-hmm. especially if they're like everyday guys that's not right. okay <laughs> yeah it's not okay and some people honestly they don't realize that they feel bad until they remove foods yep. and start to see wow there's this other way of feeling optimal where I don't have gas. I'm not belching all the time. I'm not Mm -hmm. bloated all the time. I go to the bathroom normally versus either dumping one day and then being constipated for four or five days after or running to the bathroom for, you know, multiple trips a day. And so it's important to understand that there's food intolerances and sensitivities to certain things. And then there's food allergies. So, you know, Becca's talking about more of an intolerance to the point where she's not feeling good. Like, hopefully no one's eating food they're allergic to, Um, (laughs) especially if you have. I I do know some people, though, who are gluten uh, alert allergy, have a like celiac. celiac. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Celiac. And then like sometimes just a little bit. And like, why is that even worth it for you to be sick on the toilet for the next two days? So pay attention to any of those signs and those symptoms. The other thing is acne. So your skin is the largest organ on your body. If you have dry skin or you're having bouts of acne, like really bad acne, you want to look to dairy and gluten. Those are the Mm -hmm. top two for skin issues. Um, and hydration too yeah and hydration of course um with water so and acne is actually a sign of a dairy intolerance because of the mucus so just pay attention to those things and then the second thing here we want to talk about is when you feel that you don't have control yeah so this may be some time to visit your relationship with that food um so why is this happening each time why can you not moderate that specific food um for example you know well, if I have an Oreo, I end up eating 10 of them. Or if I have a glass of wine, it ends up turning into the whole bottle. Okay, so maybe take a step back, maybe slow down and kind of discuss with yourself what's going on around this food or what, you know, what time of day is it? Who are you around? Is it always around a certain type of person or a certain group of people? Is it always in relation to stress or whatever it might be? Or is it just a really strong habit that you've created? Um, And so kind of there might need to be a period of elimination. And we are all, Liz and I are all about moderating things that you enjoy and never removing anything that you enjoy, unless obviously, like we said, it's making you physically ill. Um, But for you to be able to gain control over that food again. Sometimes you do need to go through a period of elimination Mm -hmm. to be able to go into moderation. So before you reintroduce that food, maybe you have a small addiction going on with that food. Maybe you have such a strong craving around that food and around eating it at a consistent time or with a consistent person or whatever it might be that you need to kind of say no for a while um, and kind of reset that craving, reset that relationship with that food. And before you do visit what's actually going on, what's going on in your head. You know, for me, I often find that it's easier to say no than it is to start and then have to stop. Yeah. And 
this is where if we look at events, I find a lot of people will blame or correlate their consumption of certain foods to events like birthday Mm -hmm. parties, weddings, friends, gatherings, things like that. And so you really need to understand what these triggers are and decide for yourself before you go in. Like, am I going to have it today or am I going to have one or two and no more? And if you find yourself face planning into the whole bag of chips, then you need to not buy the chips, not guys. buy the chips, yeah, <laughs> not buy the chips, but you need to change your environment too. Absolutely. And you need to stay away. Like for a while I had to stop going out to happy hours and stop going to the winery mm-hmm. and stuff because that just didn't align with my goals. And so environment plays a huge role in Absolutely. this as well. Um, we talk about this all the time. If your work environment or your home environment is not set up for success, it's going to make it a lot harder for you to stay on track when you're trying to achieve a certain goal. Absolutely. And I think the last thing is visiting whether you are truly enjoying this food or whether it has simply become a habit. Um, And is that habit undoing progress or impacting goals that you're working towards? So for example, you know, is it, well, every Friday night, I just, it's the end of the week. So I drink more. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's probably become a habit. Like, do you even enjoy the the glass of wine you're having? Do you even enjoy the pizza you're eating? Are you even tasting it? Or is it a mindless action that has crea- been created into a habit that you no longer even have awareness around? Because I think I've had clients before that we take a step back and they kind of slow down and we bring awareness around these situations and they report back. I didn't even enjoy the taste of it. I didn't realize that I didn't actually even like what I was eating. It had just become so automatic in that situation. And so I think slowing down and number one thing that we work on with our clients is awareness. Mm -hmm. Because if you can become aware around foods, around your thoughts around food, around how food's impacting your body and your day-to-day, that's when you can start making change. But if you're not even aware, you're kind of stuck. Awareness is key. Step number one in any program that you go into, right? You got to know what you're doing and why it's happening. I think that's a big piece, especially when it comes to the weekend. It's like this release Mm -hmm. um, where they're relinquishing control Mm -hmm. for some people when they have binge episodes. They feel like they've just got to the end of the week and they're exhausted. They don't want to think about anything. So they just order or do what they've always done because it's a less decision to make, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes people have this like decision overwhelm and rather than looking at it in a different light and saying, you know, maybe this has been my habit for the last eight, six months, six, eight months. Let's try something different this weekend. Maybe you do pizza night in your house. Well, guess what? There's a lot of ways to make pizza healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a cauliflower crust pizza with your kids or you can get a homemade pizza kit and then you're controlling what is going in it, how much cheese and all of the toppings that you're putting on it versus just hitting the Uber Eats order button. And then now you've got a 3000 calorie pizza sitting in your house. And then the next excuse comes that you don't want to waste the money. It's already in the house. So yep. you eat it for two, three days and you really don't even enjoy it. Yeah. I so. think that this happens so much. I I used to do this all the time. I would decide this is a free day mm-hmm. and I would overconsume like a mofo. Like I would eat everything in sight until I was sick to my stomach because it was, I felt so guilty around those foods. And when I removed that guilt for that one day, it was a free for all. And I would always feel horrible afterwards. Yeah. Because you were labeling them as bad Absolutely. foods. And so when you label it as bad food and you decide you're going to be bad today, it's a free for all. And so that's really why we wanted to create this podcast and share with you that 
food should not be labeled as good or bad because your value, your self-worth is not dependent upon the foods that you put into your mouth. What is dependent upon the foods that you put into your mouth is your health and your body composition. So if you don't like that, you need to start making different choices. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most people just look at the fad diets and what they can restrict to get the result as fast as possible. And they never truly approach the mindset and the mental barriers that are holding you back like labeling foods as good and bad, like breaking down barriers that you've been holding on to for ages, right? These subconscious habits and decisions that you're making and you don't even realize it. Yeah. And it's a process guys. It's a, it's a long process for a lot of people. I, for me, it was years. I'm still in the process. I still catch myself saying, oh, I shouldn't have this or, oh, this probably isn't a good idea. Um, it's going to make me feel worse afterwards or I'm going to, you know, it's not, I'm going to gain weight from it. Like I still battle those thoughts on a day-to-day basis. And I know Liz feels the same way with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so we just want you guys to be more aware. And if you feel like you cannot approach this on your own, find someone to help you. Find a coach, find an expert to help you approach these things and approach this different change in mindset because it's not easy. It, 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 of course it isn't or else no one would have a bet, poor relationship with food. Right. And so it, give yourself some grace and you know, start just simply, if you do one thing, start being more aware today around what you feel towards foods, towards certain foods. And if you if this rang a bell for you guys, if you said, wow, that's totally me with wine or that's totally me with you know Oreos or bread or whatever it might be, maybe start visiting why you feel that way and dig deeper and include those things in small amounts in that, you know, sometimes category mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy those foods again. Because no one should deprive themselves of things that they truly love unless it's making you literally physically ill. Yeah. And let us know. We, we would love to hear from you, you know, how this has helped you. What improvements are you making? What changes? Small changes often make the biggest. Yes outcomes. And so just realizing that as you bring awareness and you start to journal and you start to think about these things that might help you change and start changing some of these behaviors that you have. And over time that will help you get closer and closer to your goals or just breaking free from the cycle of feeling good or feeling bad about your food choices. So if you need any help or support, you can visit ellison.fit. That is our website. There's a coaching application. We'd be happy to get on the phone and chat with you. Otherwise, we hope that you guys have a great day and have enjoyed this podcast and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.